Hey everyone, it's Dan Runcy. Last week, I wrote an article about Cardi B and why she still hasn't gone on a major tour yet. And if you think about it, this is actually a little bit unusual for someone that is as big as Cardi B. It's now been two years since Bodak Yellow blew up. It's been over a year since the Invasion of Privacy album came out. She's already won her Grammy Award for Best Rap Album. But Cardi has clearly been on a different tip, and she actually shed some light on that in a recently deleted tweet that I'm going to read to you now. This is a response to a Nicki Minaj fan, one of the barbs that tried to get at her about why she hasn't been on a con, why she hasn't done a tour, implying that it's because Cardi may not be as popular. Here's what Cardi said. Or maybe I'm doing festivals and independent solo concerts to prove that I need big tour deal check because I sell shit out and I perform my ass off. And honey, I'm making 750000 to a million a show. Some people do less than that on tour due to stage budget. Learn the business. So you heard that in my voice, but imagine that with the sassiness and the saltiness of Cardi B, and you could tell that it was coming from a real place. But unfortunately, the tweet was deleted, probably because she didn't want the barbs all up in her mentions. But still, let's now talk about what Cardi B has done instead. In the 12-month span leading up to this fall, she would have done nearly 30 music festivals, 13 standalone shows. She has her Vegas residency, a couple private shows, and that's not counting all of the cancellations that she's had to do that she would have then done otherwise. So she's getting her money, but she's just doing it in a different way. I'm glad that she mentioned this, and I'm glad that we're talking about this now. This is a topic I've wanted to go into for a while, really breaking down why all live performance isn't the same. Touring is expensive, as Cardi had alluded to. And one of the biggest reasons for that cost is the digital experience that tours now need to provide. It's not just good enough to provide an experience that looks good in person. Every fan that's going in there is going to have their cell phone up and is going to have Instagram or Snapchat ready to share their clip and post it to their friends. The image of that is critical. If the image looks great, it's dope. Everyone responds with flame emojis on the stories or on the Instagram post, and that drives demand for the concert when it comes to their city. And it also drives earned media by all the blogs and all the other places that'll pick it up. But if that concert doesn't look good, then that is going to bring the laughing stock out. And we all know that in today's culture, it does not take much for anyone to find a reason to laugh at an artist or whoever that doesn't have their shit on lock, especially when they're trying to go on tour. The other way that touring is expensive is not just the money that's put into it, but also the time. There is a high opportunity cost with touring, especially if an artist doesn't necessarily have the leverage to do what they might want to do. And I think a great example of this is Beyonce. In many ways, she's at the top of her game now. Go back to just five, six years ago, and things looked very different. Summer of 2013, Beyonce was in the thick of her Mrs. Carter world tour. This was the tour that she had done to promote her four album. And then she had continued to tour when her surprise Beyonce self-titled album came out. 
She did over 130 shows in a 12-month span. She made $230 million, which is dope, but it literally took all year in order to do that. So when she's spending all the time doing that, that makes it harder for her to be able to have the time to do all the other business deals and all the other interesting moves that we now see Beyonce doing. Because let's flash forward from that Mrs. Carter World Tour to 2016 when she was doing the Formation Tour. Nearly $260 million, so a little bit more money, but less than 50 shows. So 80 less shows, this is a fraction of what she was doing before. And granted, yes, she's now doing it in stadiums and larger venues. The experience is a little different, but now she has so much more time to put into all the other elements of her art. Low key, this is probably one of the biggest things that has made a difference for Beyonce's career. And it's something that we don't often talk about. Once you get to that level, what are the things that you are doing to be able to leverage that? And Beyonce's move to level up from those two tours has made the world of difference. Moving back to Cardi, she's clearly busy. So she is clearly doing these festivals in and out. She's right now all across Europe. Then each of these festival performances and each of these solo concerts that do well are additional chips that she has to be able to negotiate with Live Nation. Live Nation is a vertically integrated beast that owns every stage of the live performance aspect from the interface that a customer sees when they purchase a ticket and collecting that surcharge for the convenience fee to taking on the risk of putting the concert on and then paying the artist in advance and very much putting their stake out there to having exclusive licensing deals and even owning some of the venues. And they have different deals with every artist. So the more that someone like Cardi has to bring to the plate, it makes a difference. And Cardi is likely holding out because timing and demand is everything. This is pure economics. If she underestimates her demand or she goes in too early, then she would likely leave money on the table. On the other hand, you don't want to overestimate either because we also see the bad things that happen with that. Look at her faux Nicki Minaj. The Nicki Minaj and Future Tour didn't happen because they overestimated demand, the ticket sales were too low. This was last summer and last fall we're talking about. That's something that happens when you have artists that are still trying to capture the buzz that they once had and still trying to sell out those arenas. And we've also seen the funny parts of this as well. You saw this with Ja Rule. You don't want someone like 50 Cent going on Groupon and buying up all the tickets to the first couple rows of your concert just so it's empty. No one has time for the petty bullshit that someone like 50 Cent is going to try to put out there. But that's, that's part of the risk. So it all stems down to this ultimate question for Cardi. Because she's clearly flipped the model in a way that seems like she's working up to something. But it does make you think. If she can do well once this residency takes off and still command what she's doing, she can continue to do the private shows that she has. Those are low lift experience. Those are low lift opportunities that probably pay her a ton of money. So yes, it may not be the same allure as coming through and selling out Madison Square Garden. But if she's getting her bread and she's getting her money at the end of the day, then who can blame her? 
If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend and go ahead and rate and review on iTunes. To get all the insights you need to level up on hip-hop business, become a Trapital member. This past Friday, I wrote an update in collaboration with Webb Smith, who is the founder of 2PM, a commerce research group. Him and I knew we were both going to cover Jay-Z's cannabis deal, so we pinged each other and had a conversation about it and shared parts of that with our respective audiences. Trapital members also got to submit questions to the lightning round for the interview that I had with Matthew Knowles last Monday. So go ahead and join the music executives, the startup founders, the business leaders who are Trapital members. Thank you all. See you next week.